welcome back to the Built for Playmakers podcast. I'm your host, Kelvin Hunt, editor of ChopChat.com. Man, what a week, guys. What a week. I, I, I really had to think a long time if I wanted to record this week after the Jacksonville State game. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that game. Um, you know, it is what it is. I think FSU is a closer team to what we saw from Notre Dame than what we saw against Jacksonville State. You may say, well, how in the world can you make that conclusion? Well, I look at the team like this. Defensively, the defense, although, you know, they gave up the the last play of the game, you know, that was awful. That can never happen. If you take that, if you take that play away, the defense played. I mean, obviously, they, you know, they're not elite, but they played at a much higher level than what we saw, even against Jacksonville State last year. I mean, they held Jacksonville State to just over four yards per play, um, held them scoreless until the last you know two possessions, and it took all types of you know penalties and all types of things for Jacksonville State to keep those drives going late in the game. We saw the defense show up against Notre Dame. Um, and I think, you know, the three turnovers that the offense had in that game had a lot to do with the number of points that the defense gave up in that game. So defensively, the team has improved overall compared to last year. They're playing hard. They're playing with a lot of effort. Um, you're seeing the defensive line play well, you know, getting pressure on the quarterback, you know, getting sacks quarterback hurries you know it's on it's in the on the linebacker core in the secondary that they have to you know tighten things up you know we saw the offense against Notre Dame um, average almost six yards per play and that changed against Jacksonville State you may say well well why did that change and it's it's all you know I really think it's all on the coaches I really do I said it after the game that loss is on Mike Novell and Mike Novell only. And the game plan that they had going into that game, you know, it was, you know, they scripted, you know, things that they normally would not script because it was Jacksonville State. And it cost them, you know, it cost them. Um, having two quarterbacks on the field um, with Jordan Travis and McKenzie Milton is nothing I want to see ever again. Um, I, I really think, you know, that just threw that just threw everything off. And, and I know they might have ripped it in practice or whatever, but, you know, I think and I said it before, you, you got to establish control of the game before you start dilly and dabbing and, you know, experimenting in, in games and things like that. You're not that good yet to, to do that. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where you let a team hang around and, you know, they're playing hard. Penalty here, turnover there, and before you know it, you know, you're in a position where you could conceivably lose the game, and that's what happened. I mean, if Florida State were to play Jacksonville State tomorrow, you know, I, I think they would win by three touchdowns. I, I really I really believe that. You know, so I think I think they're a closer team to what we saw from Notre Dame. Now the question is will they get up for the Wake Forest game after losing that way against Jacksonville State. First game on the road. 
in an environment that is, I mean, you, you might have 25,000, 30,000 there if Florida State fans go. I think they've had around 20,000 or so for the first two games against some um, FCS opponents there in Winston-Salem. It is a 3.30 kickoff, so that helps somewhat. But you have to think, you know, will this team respond, you know, when their backs are against the wall? You know, I said before the season began, the Wake Forest game was the biggest biggest game on the schedule, the most important game on the schedule. You know, I expect them to be 1-1 one one going into this game. You know, they're 0-2. And it's a game that they they really need to win. Um you know, um, playing well isn't good enough in this game for me. They they have to win this game. And it it, it is a winnable game. Wake Forest opened up at like, I think it was like four and a half point favorites. It went up to like six and a half. And then I saw it um, earlier today. It was, um, and today I'm recording this um, Wednesday night. Uh, it was down, back down to five and a half. And you say, oh, man, you know, they just lost to Jacksonville State. And Wake Forest is, you know, they've rolled to FCS teams, and but and it's on the road, and you know the point spread is less than a touchdown. You know there's a reason. There's a reason for that. Um, if FSU shows up um, motivated, and you know they don't have a ton of self-inflicted wounds or problems, they can absolutely win this game. They could blow Wake Forest out. And I can see certain scenarios where that happens. Now, will it happen? I have no idea. I have no idea which team is going to show up. You know. But, you know, I expect them to show up. I, 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 I don't know. I feel like this team, you know, the defense showed up against Jacksonville State. Um, and I think, I think the defense is going to show up against Wake Forest. You know, the question is, what type of game plan uh, will Mike Novell formulate um, we know McKenzie Milton is going to start the game. How are they going? To, how are they going to, you know, attack Wake Forest? And I wrote um, on Wednesday, Wednesday morning, um, some three things that were um, favorable for um, Florida State going into the Wake Forest game. And you know, a couple of those things, you're looking at it, and you're like, wow, you know, this this held true. Um, while they were playing FCS opponents, you know, Wake Forest allows over four yards per carry um, against, you know, Old Dominion and Norfolk State. And Florida State runs, you know, when they run the ball, when they're committed to running the ball, you know, they average well over five yards per carry. Another thing, Wake Forest allow those two teams to convert third downs 40% of the time and Florida state has converted in their first two games about 40% of the time, you know? So you're looking at it and you're like, man, the only reason they lost the Notre Dame game, really, you look at the three turnovers, the three turnovers, you know, um, you know, that resulted in 21 points for Notre Dame. You look at the Jacksonville State game, they had two penalties at halftime. And then they had nine in the second half. And a couple of those were just some straight up, straight up bull. It was just 
The Dylan Gibbons block, chop block, blow the waist, whatever they called it, was straight BS. And that nullified a huge play. It was a huge momentum killer. Um, granted, you're playing an FCS team. You should, I want to say it doesn't matter. You know, it shouldn't matter. But when when you, when you you're when you're a team like FSU and, you know, you've just, you just don't respond that well to adversity all the time. You, you kind of need all the help you can get, you know, sometimes. But that was that was a huge call. You know, FSU had just ripped off a long run, you know, and that put them behind the sticks, which, you know, that was a common theme in the second half. You know, they would have a, a, a great play, offensive play, and then it would be an eligible player downfield um, or it would be holding or, you know, whatever. And um, it was those penalties that really killed their drives. It wasn't anything that, you know, Jacksonville State did. Think about it this way. When was the last time Florida State won an entire game and didn't, and didn't give up a sack? They gave, you know, they gave up a sack last year against Jacksonville State. They did not give up a sack um, on a Saturday night. I think I look back and they were, um, I think they had five QB hurries, you know, and they, and they did flush um, McKenzie Milton out a few times, but they didn't have any sacks in the game. And then the other thing I wrote about with Wake Forest is, you know, in, in two games against FCS opponents, they do not do a good job of getting after the, the quarterback. Um, you know, they only have, I think it was five sacks between, the two games against Norfolk State and um, Old Dominion, and I think they have five QB hurries. And, you know, that's been, you know, that's been a problem for FSU's offensive line, you know, um, historically and and against Notre Dame. I mean, you know, uh, Joe and Travis was running for his life back there. Uh, some of it was his doing and some of it was, you know, they were just bringing a ton of pressure early in the game. But that is a positive for FSU against Wake Forest. Now, the thing about the thing about it is, you know, they're only going to rush three or four, and I think they're going to have the same approach that Jacksonville State had, and that's, you know, we'll rush, you know, four, three or four, and just drop guys back and see if you can execute down the field. You know, see see if you will end your own drives with penalties um, or by turning the ball over. You know, and I wrote, and I wrote in the last thing in our article on Wednesday. You know, when FSU runs the ball, that's when they have the the most success. You know, generally, generally, I would I don't have the exact number on the top of my off the top of my head, but the majority of their penalties come, you know, when they have to drop back and pass the ball. Um, you know, whether it's a holding penalty, whether it's an eligible you know, player downfield, whether it's, um, you know, illegal formation, you know, we saw that once or twice, you know, um, on Saturday night, you know, when they, when they just line up and run the ball and we saw them do that with ease, you know, when they wanted to, I mean, you look at the first drive of the game, you know, they just ripped off, you know, a nine yard gain. Uh, then it was like, you know, an eight yard gain. Uh, then, you know, they threw a screen pass out wide and got some yardage and it was uh, ripped off another run, you know. And so when they're committed to running the ball, you know, that'll open up, you know, that'll force Wake Forest to bring some guys down to stop the run. If they don't do that, then just keep running it down their throat. Um, 
Mike Novell has shown the ability last year to be adaptable, you know, be creative, you know, form a good game plan um, offensively. And I think I just think he got a little, you know, got a little excited by by, um, you know, how they performed against Notre Dame and, you know, just tried to bite off a little more than he could chew as far as like what the team could do as a whole. And I, and I'll expect him to get back to, you know, he's been preaching to get back to the fundamentals, um, for his players, you know, all week long. Well, you know what, Mike, we need to get back to the fundamentals when it comes to the offense, you know, smash mouth. No, you, you should be able to move this defensive line with your, with your front, you know, make them stop the run, you know, and hopefully the receivers can catch the ball whenever those opportunities present themselves. Now, I need to see more Malik McLean. Uh, you know, if we're talking about get get the ball to our playmakers, we got we got to get him the ball. Uh, we we um, I love Keyshawn Hilton. You know, he had the the bad drop there um, on the first possession of the game. And, you know, they went deep to him a couple of other times uh, in the first half. And, I mean, he it wasn't even close. I mean, he he was either overthrown, but even when the ball was overthrown, he was double covered. I mean, there was no separation. You know, there was, there was no no chance of him making the catch. I know I know the receivers are young um, with Malik McLean and, and Darian, Darian Williamson. You know, he's, he's shown up a couple of times, man. You know, you got to get the ball. You know, you say get the ball to your playmakers. Those are guys that can that have shown they can get separation at least. You know, they're going to make mistakes, I'm sure. But, you know, and they tried to do that um, on that fourth down play with that fade um, call in the corner, which which I wasn't a fan of. And I know I know they're saying, you know, that's a one on one. You should win that. But at the same time, a fade, a fade call is just I don't know. I've never liked those. It gives me. He's me uh, nightmares of, uh, you know, Jeff Bowden throwing up jump balls <laughs> back in the day. So I didn't really like the call, especially when you had to call a timeout. And that's what you call coming out of the timeout. Um, you know. But, you know, I think, you know, I think they're going to continue to try to put these guys in situations where, you know, they, they'll have to win one on one battles. I mean, that's what their offense is predicated on. You know, put your playmakers in in the position to make a play. You know, and I wrote about this last week, you know, you know, does FSU have the playmakers that can make the plays when the opportunities are there? And that's that's the biggest thing in this game. You know, you'll be able to run the ball on Wake Forest. You know, the question is, are you going to stick with that? You know, kind of like you did against Notre Dame, you know, and then it, whenever Wake Forest makes an adjustment. Whenever those opportunities are open. Are you going to be able to capitalize on them? You know, will um, Mackenzie Milton um, and he, you know, he I thought he made a lot of good decisions um, in that game against Jacksonville State. You know, he got rid of the ball really quickly. And, you know, especially in the spring game, I mean, he was very decisive um, spring game, I should say. Uh, he's very decisive, you know, got the ball out, you know, um, had a few good plays out on the edge. Our receivers need to do a better job of blocking out there if they're going to, you know, continuously do that. But, um, but he did have a few throws that, 
that were errant as well. I, I remember um, it was either he was off or the or the receiver didn't really run the route the way he should have. You know, either way, they weren't on the same page. And, you know, that could be, you know, he, he didn't get a lot of reps in fall camp, you know, because he missed some time and he just doesn't have, you know, the game chemistry with those guys. So maybe a, a week knowing he's going to be the starter and getting the majority of the reps, that'll change um, against Wake Forest. And hopefully it will. But, you know, I'm I'm very I know I know a lot of FSU fans are, you know, kind of down on the team. But I mean, this is where you this game is where you're going to learn what what the program is about, if it's going in the right direction or not. You know, I know I know, you know, you, know, you say, oh, my God, we lost to an FCS team for the first time for the first time ever. You know, I, I understand that. But at the same time. You know, if if Florida State comes out and responds well against Wake Forest and wins the game, I think that'll tell you more about this team than if they would have knocked the ball down on a final play and won 17 to 14 against Jacksonville State. You know, so this is a prime position to see what these guys are made of. You know, if if all of the talk about growing as a team and changing the culture and uh, all that good stuff. You know, we'll we'll see. We'll see if there's any validity to those statements um, on Saturday. Um, we saw um, Shade um, you know, Marvin Marvin Jones come out on Twitter, and you know he he gave his support to the guys, and you know, and he's talking about how you know all the work that they put in. You know, sometimes it just it just doesn't show up on the field in wins and losses. You know, and he's right. Um, and we've seen, and we've seen some changes. Like I said, the defense is, the defense is better. Um, the third and 17 play against Notre Dame, you know, that was that, you know, that's, yeah, you want to do without those, you want to do without the, um, you know, the, the final play against Jacksonville state, you want to do without the missed tackles. I mean, you go back, a lot of people won't think about it, but one crucial play was they had the Jacksonville state quarterback in the end zone and had him dead left. I mean, you are like a seeking missile ready to hit him for safety and you hit him and you missed the tackle. They make a completion and the drive continues. Did you get the safety there? Game's over. Game's over. You know, you, you have got, we have got to make those plays, you know, instead of, instead of missing them. Um, so I, I believe the team, even though the record is 0-2 and, and they just lost to, to Jacksonville State, I do believe overall it's a better team right now than what we saw last year. The The biggest difference is Mike Novell has to find, you know, the right personnel and then go with that. You know, like I said, trash the, the two-quarterback system. I, I, you know, I don't want to see it. Um, the offense – Looks like an actual offense with Milton back there. Now it has its limitations. Um, I'm not sure Milton can stretch the field um, the way you want him to um, because of um, you know, he just doesn't have a strong arm. I mean, he can get it out there, but it seemed like the ball floats sometimes. Uh, even the ball to Elton, you know, I mean, they were just you know selling out to stop the run, and he got behind the guy, but the ball just floated there forever. It seems like, and he, you know, he dropped it, but you know, so that's going to force Florida State to. Um, execute down the field, you know, I mean, you know, they may have some explosive plays in the, in the run game and Wake Forest will give them up. 
Um, I think they have, um, I wrote 13% of their plays, 13% of the runs against Wake Forest, and this is against FCS com- competition, have gone for 10 or more yards. You know, so so the opportunities will be there. Um, but Mike Norvell just needs to decide, you know, what personnel he wants to go with, game plan around that, and, and go with it. Go with who is going to win the game. It's all about winning games right now. I don't care how you win them. I said on Twitter the other day, if you win six to three, I don't care how you win the game. Win the game. That's that's all that matters right now. Um, I know I know some of that on Saturday was you know they were trying to you know do proof of of concept and you know be explosive and all that good stuff. You know, throw throw that out the window. Win games. We you got to win games. If you don't win games, it's over. You know, as far as recruits want to come play. Um, and, you know, and so far, you know, it sounds like the recruits are still supportive for the most part. But um, a loss against Wake Forest, you know, especially if it's ugly, you know, it's going to be it's going to be tough to overcome that. Um, I still I still think they're in a position to overcome the Jacksonville State loss, provided they play well and win against Wake Forest. If they do that, it won't erase that loss. But it gives you back. You, you can kind of say, look. Look, man, you know, against Jacksonville State, you know, we were trying to do some things and, you know, you know, it's on me as a coach, you know, and I won't let that happen again. You you can kind of get away with that. But if you lose against Wake Forest, you know, it's it's going to be hard to sell that, you know, moving forward. So um, I am I'm am very curious to see um, how this game is going to shake out. Hopefully, hopefully FSU fans, hopefully you guys will, um, you know, continue to support the team. You know, and I think about it like this, you know, after the game the other night, I, you know, I really question if I, you know, I've been writing about FSU for, you know, for five years. And I really questioned, I was like, do I even want to continue writing about this team? You know, um, and then, you know, here I am, you know, just starting a podcast. And I was like, man, what a great time to start a podcast when your team loses to an FCS opponent for the first time. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't even want to talk about this team. Who else wants to listen um, to somebody else talk about this team, you know, but as the further I got away from the game, you know, I started thinking about it, you know, and I said, man, you know, we're expecting these players to go out there and, um, not give up to continue to give effort and play with heart and, um, you know, try to turn this thing around. And I was like, I would be hypocritical of me as a, as if I'm really a fan, you know, you gotta keep supporting those guys. As as painful as it is, you know, as painful it is, as it is, and, and you hope that they could, you know, that they they want to win as bad as you do, and I th- and I think they do. It's just learning how to win, you know, because things have been so bad for so long. Um, so, I um I encourage you to to you know continue to support the team, um, especially if you can get to the games in Tallahassee, um, you know, it, you know. On one hand, I get it. You know, it's like if you play like that and lose to F- into a Jacksonville State, you know, I'm not going to spend my hard-earned money to go to a game. Um, but at the same time, you know, if we're if we're requiring those guys to um, have a certain standard, then again, as fans, you know, if you're able to, you're close. You know, um, I think I think we owe it to um, to the program to continue supporting those guys. And not only that, I mean, the, you know, the local businesses in town. They depend on um, you know fans showing up and and 
and making a living, um, you know, by um, by fans come and um, you know supporting the businesses. So um, I, I know I know it can be frustrating, but I, I encourage you to continue supporting the team as well. But um, you know, that's all I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, I think this team, I think this team has a has a decent shot of, of surprising some people. Um, it's all going to depend on, I think how they come out. If they have some good things to happen early in the game, especially offensively, I think you'll see kind of a continuation of what we saw in the Notre Dame game. You know, the defense kind of feeding off the offense, you know, then hopefully the offense can feed off the defense and vice versa. And, um, you know, yeah, I think hopefully that's what we'll see. Um, you know, but, uh, unfortunately, we'll have to wait until Saturday at 3.30 to um, find it out. But again, um, for you guys that have um, you know tuned in and su- subscribed to the, um, the channel, um, I greatly appreciate you guys. If this is your first time listening, hopefully you know it was enjoyable. And hopefully you also will su- subscribe and, um, and download and um, follow us on Twitter, um, you know, at Built for Playmakers. You can follow me um, at KH Chop Chat. You can also follow um, at Chop Chat underscore. Um, we're on there all the time uh, during the games, um, during the week. Uh, we love to, um, you know, just talk in general dialogue about um, FSU um, football. It's, it's not like we just post links to everything that we write and that's it. I mean, we actively engage um, our followers. Um, so looking forward to, um, you know, hearing from, hearing from you guys. And um, again, I really appreciate the support and um, look forward to seeing you uh, or talking to you guys after the Wake Forest game. Go Nose. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.